Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Tuesday edition of the program. Monday was a big news day. Lots to get to today. Glad to have you with us here on this Tuesday edition of the program. Let's quickly take a look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one coming up here in moments. We'll have a recap of some of the big news from yesterday, which includes a really big get for IU out of the transfer portal. Kellel Ware from Oregon, seven-footer, big name, obviously somebody to watch this offseason, and I know there'll be a lot of anticipation about his arrival in Bloomington, the offseason work he's able to get in, but it'll be November until we really get an opportunity to see him on the court in the cream and crimson, but a big pickup for sure out of the portal. There is absolutely no question about that. Also, uh, big news last night uh, on the high school front, New Albany has a new head coach, a big name coming down to Southern Indiana. We'll tell you all about that here in just a few moments. Also, really neat to see Grace Berger from Louisville, from Southern Indiana, get drafted by the home state Indiana Fever high in the first round as well. So good for her, and we'll cover those things and more coming up today in segment number one. Later in the show, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will be with us. Mike is always with us Tuesdays as we talk the latest with IU basketball. Mike is a great resource when it comes to the Hoosiers, and we'll tell you all about Kellel Ware today. There are other transfer portal prospects of interest. And, you know, a lot of times recruiting and recruiting out of the portal as well, there's a momentum to it. And you get one big get, a highly rated player, highly thought of player like Ware, it can easily lead to another player. So we'll see who maybe could be next in line for Indiana to land. Can they get another commitment this week? Could they get one in the next week and a half or so? I think that's going to be interesting after some of the visits and some of the contact that has went on recently. So Mike Schumann with us for a long segment later in the program today. That's the lineup, the service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service that's still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. If you've got a question on where you want to sound off about something with IU basketball or local sports, we do our best to get all of your questions and comments on the air. And I got a couple good ones already that I'll share with you a little bit later in this segment. But the Thornton's text line, it's real easy. Get out your phone and send me a text message. The number here at the studio is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. If you're looking for an icy, cold, thirst quencher, 
to keep your day going in the right direction. Right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Let's look at some of the headlines today. Kellel Ware, big name from the transfer portal. I think he probably has been the biggest name of the offseason so far, maybe except Hunter Dickinson. You could make an argument for Hunter Dickinson and maybe a couple other players, but Ware definitely one of the huge names to enter the portal as far as potential, his size, his NBA hopes. He had a decent freshman year, I guess you would say, at Oregon, and now a big opportunity at Indiana ahead of him. So obviously a McDonald's All-American back in 2022. Uh, He quickly got to social media to announce his decision. He was originally from Arkansas. Uh, There was a lot of rumors that would come down to Indiana and Alabama, the two schools uh, maybe that would uh, have the best opportunity to land him out of the transfer portal, but he actually canceled his visit to Alabama that was scheduled for Saturday. After he left Bloomington, he canceled the Alabama visit, and then shortly after that, after a lot of fans had angst and worry if he actually was canceling the visit to Alabama because he was going to Indiana, was going to commit to Mike Woodson and the Hoosiers, he set up an announcement on Tuesday, and last night it came out that he had, in fact, chosen Indiana. So a huge get by the IU coaches here in the offseason, and now the attention turns to some of the other names in the portal. Uh, that is for sure. Who could be next? I think if you're ranking him in order, some people would have Ware number one for Indiana. I've said I think Chris Ledlam of Harvard, who's in the portal, who has been one of the first big names from mid-major basketball to get in, even back during the Big Ten tournament after his Harvard season was over. He's proven at a solid level of college basketball. I think he is ready to make that jump to the Big Ten. And if Indiana can land him and where, they are off and running in the transfer portal. Of course, the other big thing that's hanging out there, and I know this comes up every few days on the show, but Xavier Johnson, his medical red shirt, is that going to be approved? There are some people that think it's just a matter of time. Others that think it could be a real uh, decision that has to be made, that there isn't maybe precedent for him to get the medical red shirt. So that's going to be interesting and another really key piece to IU basketball here in the offseason. And I think the good news is the portal can stretch out some. There still could be players entering the portal. But in the next two to three weeks, whether it's Xavier Johnson, whether it's portal comings and goings, I think that we'll know more about this roster. Uh, Of course, Peyton Sparks in the fold from Ball State, an Indiana kid, and now uh, Kella Ware, two big names, two big additions, and not just big as in good players, but size as well that they're going to bring to this team as Indiana looks to replace Trace and Race and uh, Hood Shafino and so much from last year's roster. But obviously some big names still out there for Indiana and we'll continue to track that movement and maybe some future visits that could happen and other communication uh, that could take place. But obviously it continues to be a very, very active time with the transfer portal. There is no question about that. Last night in high school basketball, Craig Teagle of Huntington North was approved as the new boys basketball coach at New Albany. I don't think it's was any big secret if you're a big fan of high school hoops in New Albany or in our area seemed to be for the last couple weeks his name had really been associated 
with the New Albany job on a widespread level. But Coach Teagle comes to New Albany as one of the great head coaches in Indiana high school basketball. This is a guy that has won basically everywhere he's been. And uh, just a guy, I don't know him well. I've interviewed him. In fact, Chris May and I had an extended interview with him back during COVID when we had the podcast where we uh, interviewed some of the best high school basketball active coaches in the state. I think we ran it out to 28, 29, almost 30 coaches back during that real shutdown period of COVID. Had a great time filling some of the downtime interviewing coaches. Teagles was one of those guys, and I'd always seen him coach. I'd heard about him. Uh, The interview was great, but he's very serious. Uh, He said last night to Josh Cook that he wasn't going to smile until uh, New Albany won a state championship. I like it. Uh, He comes in as a qualified guy that, again, is probably best known for 17 really successful years at Jay County. He had a lot of success at Jay County. Went to Huntington North, which traditionally had been a really good, has been a really good program and really good fan base in our state and had some success. I don't know that he had a lot of talent there, but boy, the New Albany opening with him coming in is interesting to think about. Coach Teagle, his teams play hard. They are very defensive-minded. Not always fast-paced, but we'll see if he plays to the style of athletes and players that he has from year to year but he is a proven winner and so I think a great addition to our southern Indiana basketball landscape and I texted briefly with coach Teagle last night he is planning to join our show and the third segment on Thursday so we'll get a chance to welcome him to the area and learn a little bit more about his plans for New Albany but last night he was at the school board meeting uh, very complimentary of the New Albany job of the history with the program that dates back not just uh, with last coach Jim Shannon, but previous coaches, and really for years before that. New Albany has just been one of the great jobs in the state of Indiana. It's great to hear him come in and recognize the history. I thought he touched on all of his bases last night with Josh Cook and a story that he had in the News and Tribune today where he, he mentioned Coach Shannon. He mentioned the history. He talked about his vision, his style for the future. So really good stuff. Look forward to having Coach Teagle with us on uh, Thursday, but an interesting hire for the area, that's for sure, as we really have experienced some change in the coaching ranks here locally. So many jobs, both boys and girls, open this offseason. Floyd Central is now next up. There's a lot of rumors there about maybe who the next coach could be, but we'll see how things play out in the coming week or so, as I know Jeff Sequera and staff working intently on that. But some big uh, job openings, not just in southern Indiana, but across the state. You heard Chad Gilbert yesterday mention all the big jobs in Indianapolis just off the top of her, uh, off just off the top of his head uh, that are open. Just a number of really important jobs if you look back at some of the good programs here in the state of Indiana. Also last night, the WNBA draft. And first and foremost, before we even talk about Grace Berger, uh, great, I think, to see the draft happen right quickly after the women's college basketball Final Four and championship game. I know that there's not as many options maybe as far as players with the G League and overseas and high school players trying to figure out what they're going to do if they're going to go to college or go to one of these new programs or go overseas for a year. But I think it's neat to see the college season play out while some of these names are 
fresh on your mind, maybe from LSU or Iowa or other places where you don't typically pay attention to basketball, and then the draft happens right after it. So some of these players from South Carolina, for example, you remember seeing just a few weeks ago in the NCAA tournament on the women's side. But great to see that draft happen, and really great to see Grace Berger be selected by the Indiana Fever as the number seven overall pick. Of course, she's got a Southern Indiana connection. I know we talked about it all season long as the IU women had a lot of success, but uh, she is headed to the in-state fever. Pretty cool to see that Indiana connection there. And uh, a big pick for her. That's, I think, where she was projected to go within reason. And obviously, you take somebody as the number seven pick overall, you've got uh, definitely big plans for them. But keep in mind, Indiana, the Fever, had the number one pick overall. They got South Carolina standout Aaliyah Boston and then followed up with uh, six picks later with Berger as the number seven pick in the draft. So neat to see a local player who meant so much to Sacred Heart and the girls' basketball scene in Louisville. I mentioned, you know, she played some uh, youth ball at Holy Family in New Albany and has some connections with her family uh, to this area. So really cool to see. In fact, had a text uh, earlier this morning on the uh, Thornton's text line. Texter talking about Grace Berger, a family member of Grace Berger, said, just want to say I love listening to your podcast, Driving Down the Road. Do a great job of keeping up with IU and Southern Indiana sports. Thank you for that. Please don't forget to mention my cousin Grace Berger's seventh pick to the Indiana Fever in the WNBA draft. We are so proud of her getting to live her dream. I heard you say she has Southern Indiana connections, and she does. She has family that lives in Lanesville. Just keep up the good work and never forget about the IU women. Go Hoosiers, and that's from Charles, a family member of Grace Berger. So, Charles, congratulations to you and all of Grace's family. She seems to be a great young lady with a very bright future, I would say, both on and off the court ahead of her. There is no question about that. That's a look at our headlines for this Tuesday edition of the program. Texter says, so with the addition of where Sparks, possibly Ledlam, where does Renew fit in? I'll ask Mike Schumann this question in the next segment, but I'll tell you, tell you where I think Renew fits in. I think he fits in as a starter that can play a key role as a sophomore at Indiana. You put him and Ware alongside each other in the post. In the in the, I think you've got a, a good match there. So Malik Renew, I think he's going to be a key piece to the IU basketball team next season. We'll head to a commercial break. Send in your text, your questions, comments on the Thornton's text line. That number five zero two. 414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Quick commercial break, and we're back to talk about Kellel Ware, the new IU commit out of the transfer portal after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. What's we're missing for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here? Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. What's we for Coach? You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Tuesday edition of the program. Don't forget about the Big X Sports Radio golf card. This year's card features Park Mammoth, Old Capitol Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake down in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses 
Note IU fans and Southern Indiana fans, many of these courses are right here in Southern Indiana. You can play these courses for under $25 a round with the 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Supply is limited. They're going quick. Golf season is here. Good weather is here. It's going to be a great week for weather. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com. Again, BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Again, 812-725-1457 for the Big X Sports Radio golf card. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier is with us. And, Mike, lots to talk about. Let's pick up with you where we left off in the first segment today. The texter said, with the addition of Ware, Sparks, and possibly Ledlam of Harvard, where does Malik Renew fit in now that he's got another big running make in Kellel Ware to join him next season? That's a good question. I, I would say that, you know, sitting here right now with what we know about the roster at this moment, which is still very fluid, you know, three open scholarships remaining. Um, but I, my guess, my prediction would be that you're looking at a where, renew, uh, four or five combination in the, in the starting lineup. I have not seen or heard anything that suggests to me uh, that that. You know, Renew is going to get bumped out of the starting five. I, I think the the interesting thing that of uh, to me about Ware is just that he he brings something that Indiana hasn't had from a a, a post player. You know, they obviously haven't had a lot of seven footers in, in any capacity here over the last uh, decade or so. But really, going back to Cody Zeller to have one that was really projected to be a really high impact type of guy, but. Where brings outside shooting? Um, that that was you know something that he was thought to uh, have and did have as a high school prospect, um, and showed some flashes of it at Oregon during his freshman season. So um, I, I think you could see a situation where you know Indiana kind of changes up their, their approach. Uh, you know, obviously, where from a pick and pop perspective, that that's something they've just not had from big men at all. Um, I think he could play almost more of a, a stretch four role on the offensive end, even, uh, and, and then on defense, truly be that that post presence. Uh, you know, he, his shot blocking rate was right in the same rate, range as Trace Jackson Davis. So I think that's the kind of the underrated aspect of this addition of where that, that people aren't focusing on is that you know. Losing TJD was massive in terms of rim protection with the way IU wants to defend. Putting Ware back there, I think they he may not be quite the same athlete as Trace, but his length uh, makes up for it, and he blocks shots at a really high rate. So I think he could be more of a five on the defensive end and more of a stretch four slash pick-and-pop guy on the offensive end um, to, to shorten the, the long-winded answer I just gave. Yeah, no, good stuff. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, our guest, talking about the addition of Kellel Ware to IU. What does his addition mean for Indiana? I want to ask you a little bit more about Ware as a player and a prospect for the NBA and what he could be like at Indiana this upcoming season. But before we do that, his addition, he's a big name in the portal. How could he help Indiana garner some momentum here in the offseason and maybe land another player or two? Yeah, I think that's the the most important question uh, right now because you know, as, as I mentioned, it, everything's still so fluid with the the three openings that they have, 
and, and you now you have a dominant big who's, who spaces the floor. Uh, you, you project or you hope you have Xavier Johnson, who you know is a you know all Big Ten caliber point guard who, who is not afraid to pass. You know doesn't mind passing the ball. Has a high assist rate throughout his college career. So that those two factors together, to me, makes. Indiana suddenly very attractive to the rest of their needs in the portal, which is really the wing spots, you know, the, the two through uh, four, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say they need a power forward at this point, but I would say that they need kind of a, a hybrid combo forward, you know, and, and hybrid combo guards, you know, basically wings, guys that can, you know, catch and shoot, guys that can get downhill uh, against closeouts, you know, can can really score at all three levels. I think that's what they're looking for at this point, and not not just guys that can do that, but volume scores. I, I think that they've got a lot of production to replace from last year's team. So, from a scoring standpoint, I don't think you look at Johnson or Ware as necessarily being, you know, you know, eighteen point a game type of guys next year. So, I, I think the the addition of Ware and the return of Johnson makes it very attractive. Um, I think, you know, I think what's emerging here that, that's really interesting is that I think this whole portal situation is kind of in the wheelhouse of the IU staff and specifically Mike Woodson. Um, I, I think, you know, being an NBA guy, you know, being familiar with free agency, kind of the quick turn uh, of free agency is, is similar in my mind to, to the portal and then, you know, a guy like Trace Jackson Davis having a great season, a guy like Jalen Hood Shafino having a great season, you can quickly show people that are looking to, to elevate themselves at a new location that, you know, look what we did with this guy, look what we did with that guy. That's certainly what happened, in my opinion, with, with Ware. Um, it was just really clear that, you know, hey, Trace Jackson Davis became a first-team All-American under Mike Woodson. Well, let's do the same for you. And I, and I think Woodson's just kind of thriving in that scenario. Uh, so, so I think uh, I think the addition of Ware now just kind of builds even further momentum along those lines where they can go out and get some of those wings that they're they're after right now. All right, let's look at Ware as far as a freshman at Oregon. Uh, average six point six points, four point one rebounds and 1.3 block shots per game, and he averaged just under 16 minutes a game for the Ducks. Is that the type of season for this NBA prospect, this seven-foot McDonald's All-American you would expect as a freshman? Do you have any more insight to how things went at Oregon? And, I mean, again, six and a half points or so for a freshman is never bad, but some people would think, man, this seven-footer should have more than that or average more than that. Yeah, I think... To be fair, I think people expected more. Certainly, um, you know, one thing that's interesting with Oregon is that they had some size already that, that he was competing against. Some experienced size, you know, they had a six eleven guy. Uh, they, they had another seven footer that that were more experienced. So it wasn't like he he just could come in and immediately just stake his claim like he can do at Indiana next year because he's really the only you know real size that they have uh, from a big from a high major standpoint. So I think that was part of it. Um, you know, I, I heard people say that Dana Altman, the head coach at Oregon, you know, didn't really know how to kind of fit where skill set, which is unique for a seven footer into his system. And, and I think where, you know, he went out to Oregon, he's an Arkansas kid. Don't, don't forget. So he went all the way out to Oregon 
because he had a relationship with one of their assistant coaches who left before the season even started. Uh, so, so I'm not sure that this the whole experience out there quite turned out to be the way that he expected it to either. But, but having said all that, yeah, I don't think the season went how he or anyone else expected. So I think, you know, that, that kind of goes into, you know, part of what I think makes Indiana attractive to him. You know, I think one of the more underrated things that, that Mike Woodson has done in his first two years is really get Trace Jackson Davis to elevate his motor and elevate his level of play. And, and I think that was probably a selling point to where it's like, you know, not just look at where Jackson Davis is from a results standpoint, but look, look at the process, look at how he got there, look at the improvements that he made as a more complete player and a very high-production player. Um, you know, I, I think where probably sees Woodson and, and the IU staff as somebody that can help him kind of put that freshman season behind him. Mike Schumann, The Daily Hoosier. You can read Mike's work at thedailyhoosier.com and follow him on Twitter at daily underscore Hoosier. Who's next in the portal as far as an IU priority? I've got to believe it's Chris Ledlam, who I think could play such an important role for this IU roster next season. He, he's got to be who Indiana is really heavy on now after a, re, a weekend visit as well. Yeah, but there's no doubt that he's kind of the, the guy that's the closest, I would say, when it comes to a potential commitment for Indiana, um, be, mostly because he's already visited. Um, you know, as we saw with where it doesn't take much. It, you know, these guys aren't looking to, you know, have a, a two-month recruitment take, taking five visits. They know what they want, and if they see it, uh, they're they're gonna make a quick jump. We're seeing that throughout college basketball here over the last few weeks. And I think Redlin's in that category. As far as I know, um, you know, he had some in-home visits last month. But as far as I know, Indiana and a visit to Tennessee that he has scheduled for this week is pretty much it. You know, there's been some noise about, you know, St. John's, which is really the, the hometown school there for him and Rick Pitino. But, but it's pretty narrow. And by all accounts, he had a good visit at IU. was there at the exact same time as where um, – uh, Fits that kind of that hybrid combo forward that, that I mentioned, you know, has a history of, you know, producing a lot of points, uh, very good rebounder. Fits at Indiana for a lot of reasons, you know, that I mentioned earlier in terms of what they're looking for now that they have their, their post players filled out and they have a, a solid point guard. So, um, yeah, he, he's definitely the one that I would say is the closest, could, could pop here any, any time in the next week, I'd say. You know, the first first point to watch is does he actually take the Tennessee visit? Um, and then beyond that, you know, if he does, you know, does he schedule anything else or or, or, or does he just kind of decide between his main options there, which is what I think will happen. Um, beyond, beyond him, the, the other one that, that's had a lot of noise behind his name is Dalton Connect, uh, Northern Colorado, what probably a hybrid between a two and a three is probably the best way that I could describe him. Uh, right, right around the same time that the, the where visit started getting some traction last week, I, I was hearing that connect was, you know, pretty much locked into taking it Indiana visit as well. Uh, this week haven't heard as much about it. Don't know if it's actually scheduled at this point, but, but he was kind of that next guy after wearing Redland that you thought, you know, had some momentum, but it, it did come out that, that he took a visit to Oregon over the weekend. So 
sounds like North Carolina is involved too. Maybe North Carolina and Indiana are, are the other two schools beyond Oregon that are fighting for a visit with him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where that one goes. But but he's right there in that same conversation of a you know a, a you know versatile wing player that can you know give Indiana a lot of scoring punch. All right, Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, my guest. The Thornton's text line is open if you've got a question on IU or you want to sound off about the addition of where 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. I'm curious, Mike, Big Ten-wise, as far as people coming and going from the transfer portal, how is this offseason so far stack up to other recent offseasons? You mean in terms of just the number of players moving around? Yeah, both number and maybe bigger names or surprising names that are exiting or coming. That, there's definitely been some names that were surprising. You know, I, I don't try to to get scoop on, on players on other teams, but you know, you think of a, a guy like Hunter Dickinson leaving Michigan. That that one really caught me off guard. I, I figured he was either NBA draft or, or coming back for another year. Um, and just overall, big picture, it, it does seem like there's a lot more names out there. Um, you know, you look at teams like Penn State, who pretty much flipped their entire roster, going through a coaching change. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of guys putting their name in the NBA draft, which is kind of on trend right now, that could return, that is really going to define the, the NBA season next year. You think about a Cliff Amarui or, or Paul Mulcahy at Rutgers. Those are two guys that, you know, their decisions will, will swing the, the race a little bit. You know, everybody's obviously waiting to, to see what Zach Eadie's going to do. That one's kind of a headliner in terms of, of the, the Big Ten race next year just because they're the favorite if he comes back. I don't think there's there's much other way to look at that. Uh, Michigan State, in my mind, has emerged as, as really what I would say a favorite right now with the recruiting class that they have coming in, the return of Tyson Walker, um, and, and the other guys that they have coming back, I think they, they could be really strong next year, running right up in that, that top tier as well. So, I mean, th- this is just the reality of college basketball today, right? I mean, <laughs> this is going to be happening. Unless something changes with the NIL and with the transfer portal, we're going to see this uh, every year in the future. And it just goes back to my prior point. I think it's a pretty good setup for a coach like Mike Woodson who – you know, can really connect with players on a short-term basis, really kind of paint a picture, really, um, you know, I, I just think it's in this wheelhouse. And so we'll see how it all plays out, but I think Indiana fans should be optimistic with kind of their, their fit in this overall crazy world that we're in right now. All right, Mike, I'm going to share this latest text from the Thornton's text line and get your reaction because I agree completely. Texter says the transfer portal news is great. And big men are a must, but without guards, you are going nowhere. We need guys that can make free throws and can shoot from 15 feet out. Well said, Texter. Yeah, agree 100%. I mean, I, I think you you see in the NCAA tournament, those are the guys that, that win games for you. I mean, UConn did pretty well with a couple of bigs, but it was still uh, Jordan Hawkins that was making the big shots uh, and you know, playmakers out on the perimeter that were really kind of the disruptive difference makers throughout March. So I agree. And it's been my big question with, with Indiana kind of going into the offseason. Like, you, you saw the great season that, 
what Shafino had. You saw the great season that Jackson Davis had, and, and you can already project next year, you know, similar things from Ware and Johnson, as I mentioned. But what did Indiana do on film uh, for, for guys out on the wing to get them comfortable that there's an opportunity for them to be big producers at IU? Um, there hasn't been much on the, on the wing. So Indiana, while they can point to Jackson Davis and say, look what we did for him, they can point to Hood Shafino and say the same thing. They have to take a different approach for wing players and say, okay, well, we didn't have the right guys to, to do what you're able to do. And so that's why we need you to come in and kind of complement what we have already on our roster. So it's a different thing, and it's going to be interesting here over the next few weeks to see if they can kind of sell that that angle and get guys to come in that can do exactly what your texture said, and I, I completely agree with All right, Mike, I uh, want to switch gears and talk about Grace Berger. She had an unbelievable career for the IU women. It's amazing where that program is at. It's a mainstay, it seems, with Indiana fans. They expect the women's team to to be good. Terry Morin has set a precedent. People are paying attention this offseason to some moves with them in the transfer portal as well. But last night, Grace was selected number seven overall by the Indiana Fever in the WNBA draft. And I thought it was really neat to see her go at that level in the draft, number one but also really cool to see her have the opportunity to stay in state and get her first professional opportunity with the fever. Just a special connection there. And I know there's also some connections between Coach Morin and the fever, but uh, neat for Grace Berger. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, and also the, the first ever IU player to go in the first round of the WNBA draft. So and just another thing that that, that emerging program and Coach Morin can point to and, and you know, continue to elevate the, the trajectory that they're already on. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's neat, as you alluded to, for a number of reasons. You know, her being a Louisville product, um, staying relatively close to home, um, I, I think it's cool for her to, to get that opportunity to continue to, to, to be, you know, in a place where, you know, her family and her fans can watch her. I think it's good for the, the, the WNBA to, to have those kind of connections and build um, – interest in that way so you know i think it, it also shows you know grace has never been a, a prolific three-point shooter and that was one of the questions i had about her draft status but it just shows you it's a little bit different game and she's so highly skilled and, and athletic and um can get get her shots in so many different ways that it shows you that the WNBA is a little bit different with not as much of an emphasis on on three-point shooting you know, for her to get all the way up to the, the seventh overall pick last night um, just shows you how highly skilled she is and how highly valued her skill set is to, to the WNBA. And it'll be definitely interesting to watch that all come together uh, here in my hometown in, in Indianapolis and see how, how she and everybody else that they drafted, they had quite a haul last night that they can uh, kind of put together and change the trajectory of that program. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us here on Tuesday programs, always offering his insight on Indiana. Mike, always great to catch up. Thanks again for the chat today. Thanks, Matt. Always enjoy it. All right, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. I think I mentioned this yesterday. I know this is probably very early on in the process, but 
Uh, L. Ellis of Louisville, of course, we mentioned he had entered the transfer portal. Indiana was on his list of schools as well. Just amazing uh, to see how quickly this recruiting spreads once somebody's name enters the portal. So that's uh, maybe an interesting uh, area to watch when you think about guards. And uh, I agree totally with what the texter said. Big men are important. Ware is very attractive for so many reasons to Indiana as a big seven-footer with NBA potential. But you've got to have Xavier Johnson back. You've got to have other guards uh, like Trey Galloway and perhaps some new faces to the roster for next season uh, to have a chance to make some noise in college basketball because the guards are what it is all about. But L. Ellis is a name in the portal, and I think he's a guy that has NBA aspirations like a lot of players, and it will be interesting to see where he ultimately lands up and maybe if Indiana could get more involved with him. I always like certain things about his game even in this dismal season for the Cardinals. Uh, but obviously to see him in another setting could be a totally different story. So that will be interesting to follow as well. Uh, don't forget, if you miss our live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you'll find us there. Love to have you with us live on the Big X. If you can't join us live or you want to go back and listen to a segment you missed, uh, you can always find us as a podcast. So just thankful for all the listeners, the text, the podcast listens. Got a great thing going here when it comes to IU basketball. And, of course, sports here in southern Indiana. Special, special baseball season. We're going to start having the coaches on later this week, some of the high school baseball coaches, to preview the season. And that's always fun as they're in, the I guess, what, week number two now of regular season games, maybe even week three. I've lost track. Some big games already this season and some big ones coming up here just around the corner as well. We'll head to a break. We'll come back with more and wrap up this Tuesday edition of the program. Big news for IU last night. Kellel Ware coming to Mike Woodson's uh, house in Bloomington uh, to play for the Hoosiers. And we'll see if Chris Ledlam is next or maybe who the next uh, player out of the portal to Indiana could be but I think so far with Sparks and where you've got to rate this as a successful portal class if that's what you're going to call it what we're going to call it these days but definitely some guard work needed I think as we think about the Hoosiers for next season stay with us this is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday edition of the program. A reminder, the Big X Sports Radio golf cards, they are available and supplies is limited. You can get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com. Again, BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. Again, 812-725-1457. You know, baseball season is underway. Been keeping an eye on some of the big high school games so far this season, and locally it appears Floyd Central is going to be one of the best teams in the area, maybe with a shot 
to make the most noise here locally. They have a really good pitching staff and a lot of talent across the board. And so through this early part of the season, I think you got to mark the Highlanders down as a real team to watch here in the area. We keep an eye on IU baseball. It's a lot more fun when they're really good. It's a lot more fun when they're competing at the top of the Big Ten Conference and maybe even a chance to go to the College World Series. There's been some great IU baseball uh, over the last number of years as we've had this show. I can remember some great conversations with some previous IU baseball coaches on the program. This year, so far, IU 22-10. and 10, And I think I'll get my first look at this Indiana team here in a week or so when they play host to Louisville. That game I know was mentioned. Somebody texted in last week because of the local connection with Tucker Biven getting some early opportunities to pitch for the Cardinals. Uh, But Louisville will play in Bloomington coming up on April 18th. I was hoping to see Tucker and the Cardinals play tonight. Their game against Kentucky unfortunately has been postponed. I don't think they've announced a makeup game because of the tragedy in downtown Louisville yesterday. Louisville putting a halt to that game tonight. Both teams, I saw the announcement yesterday, uh, respectfully agreed to not play that game in light of what transpired Monday morning again in downtown Louisville. But uh, college baseball is here. It's it's just hard for me to get into it. Uh, I was talking with Justin Kalen, our producer, over the break. Just not a – I like baseball, but it's long. It's drawn out. And Major League has gotten a little better with the pitch clock. But uh, I do like following the Hoosiers and other teams that have local players like Louisville. So that will be a game I think I'll have to get to in Bloomington. But Indiana, 22-10 and 10 overall, just 7-2 and two in conference play so far. They've won three games in a row, so there's a chance they could head into that contest if they can continue some winning ways here with a little bit of a uh, winning record. Recently, uh, I should say the earlier in March, uh, Indiana played a, a four-game series with Bellarmine and has already played Kentucky. Kentucky was one of their losses, a 12-2 loss in seven innings. Uh, but uh, since that point, or I should say coming up next for this Indiana team, they t- have a one-game set with Ball State tonight and then a weekend series with Illinois coming up over the weekend All of that in advance of the Louisville game on Tuesday, April 18th. That's going to wrap things up for this Tuesday edition of the program. Don't forget, uh, we have John Spears, I'm told, in studio. And coming up next, a number of you have texted me both with the show and to my personal number wanting to know if John is okay. He is, and he's back. And uh, we are thrilled to welcome him back in the noon hour with his great coverage of all things sports, including a lot of local sports as well. John should get some credit because he can talk the national stuff, he can talk the sports of the day, but he also can tell you all the latest when it comes to the local high school scene as well on both sides of the river. So John, is uh, he's truly a sports enthusiast here in Kentucky. And stay tuned for him coming up next here on the Big X. Have a great Tuesday. I will be back with you Wednesday at 11. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.